Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. And welcome everybody to this week's edition of Joy Sounds. Today we bring you the ethereal sounds of the band Slender Bodies. Slender Bodies is a duo comprised of Max Vahuni and Benji Cormack. The two of them just came off a busy summer festival season, performing at Lollapalooza and Hangout Fest. And now they're getting ready for the release of their new record, Como Revi, which comes out September 20th. They'll immediately follow up the release of their record with a national U.S. tour. So we're lucky to catch up with them with all this going on. On today's show, Slender Bodies performs three songs from Como Revi, live from the Joy Sound Studio. They perform Arrival, Senses, and Nothing. So to open the show, here's Slender Bodies, performing their first single off of Como Rebi, Arrival, here on Joy Sounds. Wait until it's da, 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 da. So wait until it's 
And that was Slender Bodies, playing their most recent single, Arrival, from their new record here in the Joy Sound studio. And we are pleased to welcome Max Fahuni and Benji Cormack. Slender Bodies, welcome, guys. Thank you. Oh, this is exciting. You guys got a new record, huh? Yeah, it comes out in just a few days. Awesome. Fantastic. Tell me about this. So the name of the record is called Komarebi, and it's it's a Japanese word that basically talks about... um, it doesn't have any direct translation, and it means sunlight streaming through the trees. Um, there's no direct English translation, and we basically wrote it around that because we were driving up to Mendocino uh, to play a festival called Solora that we just mm. played, um, and we were just enthralled by all the beauty and our surroundings on the drive up, just driving through redwoods and seeing all the all the lights, um, yeah. all, all the sunlight flowing through the trees and just being like, oh my God, this is such a beautiful thing with all the mist and the golden rays. Um, and then we had a wonderful time meeting a lot of amazing people at the festival. And this was kind of the basis inspiration that brought us together to wow. write the record. And how did you come across this word, this perfect word that sort of captured this very complex scene? I, have, I haven't heard this word before. This is brand new. We kind of look around on online or in books um, for these kind of, words that don't have a lot of English translations. Like our first okay. record was called Soda Voce, which is an Italian phrase that means to speak softly with emphasis. Right. right so it's right. something that we really enjoy to kind of in, immerse ourselves in the beauty of language when it doesn't quite, um, I guess, match up to like our, our native language and we can yeah. delve into something new. That's fantastic. And it also resonates because I know that you have this very deep connection with nature, both right. of you, in, in as artists as well as people. And so this is definitely in line with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it became, I think, Komarebi as a visual concept to just symbolize the whole record. And it really became a home to where we wanted to create. Like, we ended up going back to Mendocino to create this record because we were so inspired by this natural beauty. Wow. Wow. So this festival for you was a landmark moment. It yeah, really absolutely. sort of defined your next steps as artists, didn't it? Yeah. Prior to that, we were just writing demos and demos and demos and we weren't really like building towards a project Uh and we went to the festival and on our way down we were like we know what we want to like write the album about yeah and we actually stopped on the way down just to spend a couple days in the woods and kind of started conceptualizing the album and then came up a few months later and rented a cabin in the woods that we spent 10 days in and wrote the entire album cool in those 10 days that's what do you can you put your finger on maybe what that setting did to contribute to this record? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a hippie in the sense that I think the trees <laughs> have just a wonderful energy that they will often give to creativity. Like they're absolutely. so old and so filled with life that they've seen so much. Yeah. Right. Um, so being immersed in that, I think was really special for the songs. Like we were waking up every day with our acoustic guitars going into the woods, um, playing some chords or finding a melody and then going back to the house. And just that, um, kind of symbiosis with yeah. our surroundings, I think, contributed a lot to the song. Yeah, was the house like a cabin? Yeah, setting as well. And did that also sort of contribute to the recording process? Definitely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we ended up having this this big wooden room that was kind of shaped like a cube, except the it was like an inverted roof on the inside, so it almost looked like it was like a butterfly oh, yeah. cabin. I yeah, don't know yeah. if you've ever seen those before. Yeah, um, and. In there, we set up our studio. So we had like a big long desk and we put like, we brought monitors, we brought all our gear, we brought amps and we mic'd everything up. And there was a fireplace right in the middle of the room and it was in late November. So it was really cold. It was up in high Northern California. So we had to keep the fire running 
all the time and it was just like a wood like stove that yeah. you throw in and you have to keep the fire running otherwise it'd burn out it'd take forever to get lit again oh, yeah <laughs> so we would be um you know running outside grabbing a log throwing it in there and then like recording the music and then it'd start dying out so we'd go get another log and, right like, um and that was like a big part of like the warmth and like the difference of the house it would almost like you lit the heart of the house on oh that's beautiful and it felt like the energy was flowing and like you can probably hear the crackle of the fire in some of the songs oh okay so this wasn't just demo recordings these tracks made it onto the record this is the record yeah yeah we pride ourselves i think in a lot of scenarios about being able to record everywhere there's an inspiring tone about every space that we're in um like from the song we just played here like that has a completely different feel from you know the way we played on the record the way we played it for any of other sessions that we have so we love to like i have a small like portable studio that we're going to bring on the road this tour and we're stoked to be in different airbnbs and yeah. like, produce there yeah yeah um you know max has been an audio engineer for you know six years now so he's really capable to clean up audio and make it nice fit yeah but your surroundings your environment you guys seem to be really in touch with that yeah and create soundscapes that reflect that that seems to be a bit of your artistic process right absolutely yeah. and we allow it to like melt into the to the recordings as well as like we would use a lot of you know little knickknacks around the cabin to actually create percussive elements or like extra yeah. textures throughout the record as well as you know um there's nothing wrong with like the the echo of the room like the live space like you can the hear guitars. you can hear this cabin yeah in the record exactly yes. that's yeah. very cool. and we'd be recording like ambiances to lay as texture over certain parts and stuff like that yeah. so um especially on there's one track on the album called hearth which is kind of like a nice little interlude outro type of situation and we just it was raining really hard one day and we just put a vocal like a recorder outside and just let it play for like three to five minutes nice yeah, yeah. very very nice and did you have the intention of playing live or was this more of a, a, a studio project what what was the original intention definitely studio based it was when okay. we came into this i mean we had played live with other acts before, but it was never um, something that I had intended to do with Slender Bodies, at least. Um, and whenever we went in, it was just like studio project. We're going to have like a lot of fun creating these experimental sounds, really bringing together um, the tone. And then as it grew, we were like um, requested, like, play here, play here, play here. And, right, right. Um, we started doing it. And that actually changed our sound a lot, I would say. Like we started Definitely. thinking about it from a live perspective. Right. And we with Komarebi, you can kind of hear that it starts to feel a little more oriented towards playing live music. Yeah. 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 I think songwriting took a it's not like it didn't it's not like it was in the backseat in prior records, but especially for this record, it it took more of a front seat just because for exactly what Max said, like these songs need to be translated to a live setting as well as different versions of live setting. So, you know, like the track we just played, um, being able to play on a big stage with a drummer, being able to play, you know, a different like three piece setup. And that's all stuff that we've kind of embarked on with this, with this record. Yeah. That had to be enormous growing process to go from working very intimately in a studio environment. And I understand mm-hmm. you were passing tracks back and forth originally, at least for your first mm-hmm. record um, to then being on the stage at Lollapalooza and hangout festival. I mean, talk about, having to grow in a hurry in terms of sort of how you approach that musically, right? That must've been uh, quite an experience. It's been crazy. Well, we called 2018 our boot camp year of live music (laughs) because we, we were like played, we were like on tour for like almost six months of the year, just doing like support runs and like mini headline runs here and there. And like, that was like where we really like learned the ropes of like touring and, and just, you know, 
all the all the things that come with like playing live and like soundstage and interaction with yeah. the crowd and everything because it's always been like a um we've been through a different medium and to be able to come out and do this like in person has been a huge growing opportunity right right and now after your 2018 boot camp year now you're ready to do it on your own yeah we're right? gonna be going out in just a couple of weeks here oh that's very cool that's right and as i understand it things are pretty close to sold out right yeah we just put out a low ticket warning for all markets which is surreal it's super ah. crazy um <laughs> yeah. so if you listen to this and you haven't gotten your tickets get your tickets get your they... tickets this is <laughs> this is the next low ticket warning yeah as a, well congratulations that's Thank very you so much. very cool how long are you guys going to be out uh, about a month uh, just over 15 cities i think i think 17 or 18 yeah exactly that, yeah. um but we get to go to places that we've never played before which is awesome like i've been a fan of seattle as a destination for my whole life i used to spend summers there and stuff and so now we get to play there and i'm really nice. excited to go there does this record have sort of a theme or a concept that runs through it? Definitely. I mean, I think Max touched on it. Um, essentially, as we were driving down, we'd had this really transformative, lovely experience at Solara. What, and I guess we'll give a black background of the festival as well. Please. Um, it's a small private festival in Mendocino, California, which is just in the heart of the Redwoods, and the Redwoods meet the sea there. So this festival is basically called... Um, Solara is a made-up word for them, too, which is like the golden hour of summer. And so we went into this festival only knowing that, and it turned out to be absolutely true. Um, there's just a really lovely sense of community that we found there, meeting new people um, and immediately like kind of falling into step with them and feeling like we'd known them for a super long time um, that made us reflect on who we are as people, why we make music in the first place, mm-hmm. and who and what is important to us. So that became the the core concept for the record we basically were like what if we write an album that's a time capsule for us to listen back on when we're like 80 years old yeah and see do we agree with the people that we are now are our priorities the same is our moral compass still the same um you know do we value the same things and so that's the basis we split it up into 11 tracks each touching on kind of a keystone of that concept that's beautiful and now we're intrigued to see if it does hold up in 80 years. I that's, know. <laughs> that's really going to be cool. And we love for it to, you know, if people agree with any of the moralities on the record, for them to be able to come back to it and listen to it in half a century and yeah. be like, do they still feel as connected to, you know, what they hear in 50 years as they do now? Yeah, yeah. And how about this next tune that uh, I'm going to ask you to play for a census? Where does this fit into this thread? So this talks about the physical body and like being grateful for having, you know, your, your senses. And as you get older, you start to, you know, your body unfortunately begins to go into a state of decline and Mm -hmm. like being grateful throughout your life by being able to like see clearly, hear clearly, move your limbs and sense things and feel things and touch things. And that's the, um, you know, it's wanting to still, it's remembering to feel grateful for the things that you have in this physical state. Um, and yeah, nice as you age and you need to remember that that was something that you had and that's hopefully something that you still have. And yeah, absolutely. Health is everything, right? Health is everything. That's, that's uh, a great reminder and something that none of us should take for granted. That's for sure. Absolutely. And so with that, um, let's have you guys play Senses off the new record, right? Yep. This is Slender Bodies performing Senses on Joy Sounds. Mm-hmm. 
Slender Bodies performing Senses off their upcoming record, Komorebi. Um, I love the premise of that, um, but it also seems like it's sung from the perspective of um, a more somebody who is advanced in their age looking back. I love this, I want all my senses back, and there's this sort of urgency to it. Did you sort of assume a character uh, in this song? Yeah, so this this song is actually um, based, you know, from a perspective of somebody realizing how important their mm. their senses are as they begin to lose them, and it's just like this visceral longing for what they once had and took for granted. Um, and it's just like I think the most powerful way to remind somebody what they have is to take it away. Yeah, right? yeah, it's it's kind of like a pleading thing, right? Like yeah. the verses are this, you know, realizing their decline. And, um, in real time, and then they're pleading in the choruses. We like to assume characters. We like to tell stories. I think that that's where we are as songwriters, first and foremost, is right. setting the stage and telling a story. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
And you've also developed a very unique sound in which to tell that story. Can you give me a little background as to how you came about this, this very signature sound? I think Max and I have always felt as though we communicate really well musically and specifically on guitar. Um, our joke is always that we can like talk to each other on guitar so mm. we can start playing something and just like literally have a conversation. When we, when we took the time really developing the sound and developing the project, it was really based on a few core foundations, which was um, all guitar production. There's nothing but guitars on the record, um, guitars and drums, um, in terms of instrumentation. So mm-hmm. uh, you really start to get creative with like how you can manipulate a guitar's tone to give yourself every kind of sound stage rather than being limited to just like a single form of guitar or like two forms of guitar being like rhythm and lead. Sure. Um, and you want to start making guitars interweave with each other and give yourself like a nice legato or like make stringy sounds or like synth sounds. And a lot of people still say like the song starts with all these synths and it's, it's all guitars. Right. Um, right. And the second keystone is uh falsetto, all falsetto music. I think it's definitely been, it's been a growing experience. I mean, Max first sent me the songs and that was, you know, it was Grey and Sublime. And so those were the first songs I heard and they had, you know, um, his falsetto. And I was like, whoa, this is super cool. It's it's very interesting. It's very unique. I think it's, you know, he has a, just as you're saying with like the imprint of our music, I, yeah. to me, his voice came immediately across as like a unique thumbprint. Um, and so it's just been a blast to develop that over the last few years here and then yeah. to add my voice in on top of it because we have yeah. different falsettos. Yeah, that was kind of the third the third keystone. I was like the this project is a creative haven within two within two of us. So the entire thing is self sufficient. Um we write, produce, record, mix and master everything ourselves Got it. in the project. And we have yet to collaborate with somebody on a Slender Body song. So it's just been like um it's been this creative haven. We love doing remixes and collaborations with other people for other projects, but like the core album stuff is all nice. Um, kind of again, so like what, what we hear is a reflection of the two of you. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. Okay. And how do you think that's evolved? I believe in the, in this, the psychological principle of incubating. So, you know, you go to learn something, you go try to master something and you can practice it a bunch. And then if you take time away from it, it um, actually solidifies the skill and you come back and you're, you're better at it. Um, and I think that that's happened in our music. Like we were listening to back some, to some old demos and you could hear ideas in there that are actually present in some of our newer work that come up on this record, mm. that come up on mm. new demos that we've worked on recently. And it's really interesting to hear how your brain will kind of go back to those, the, the library of those memories and kind of right. pull like that's interesting and just subconsciously put it in. Cause they sit there and they marinate for a while. Don't exactly. They? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if I'm not consciously thinking about it, or he's not consciously thinking about it. It's like, still cooking in there. And so that comes through on the production side as well. And it seems to me like you guys may have turned your process a bit upside down uh, for Kemarebi. Um, Didn't you start with true songwriting first, guitar, vocal, and then add the production? Has that always been your process or, or would you start from a production element first? We definitely started from a production element first when we first started sure. the project. It was a lot of it was about like adding like, little loop-based things starting to design and build on top of it and i actually end up producing the entire song out before i even wrote any vocals on top of it and now it's kind of it has kind of flipped around on its head and a lot of the times now we actually um take our guitars out sit together and just like play a part and like sing and like kind of get the song fleshed out roughly and then we take it into the studio and we build structure around it it's a intuitive approach although i'm glad we did it the production way first as well because i think 
you know, we do have the ability to blend them at this point now. Like we can absolutely flesh out part of the song and then take it back, play the chords and like figure out the vocals that way and whatever kind of combination we want to. And it also brings uh, that signature sound that you were talking about. We were able to help develop it in the beginning, really thinking about the production aspect first. Mm -hmm. And that's why like the signature sound is so prevalent in everything because it's about the sound. So with this tour that's coming up, what, uh, what do you want your audience to feel? What, what do you want them to come away with from this uh, experience? Personally, I think I want them to feel just connected to each other and to, and to the live music. I mean, I, I, as a, you know, when I was younger, I used to go to shows, you know, with a few friends, but really to feel connected to all the other hundreds of people in that room, all enjoying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that the record is, it's emotionally powerful for us. And so if we can translate that live to our crowd and bring this feeling of like nostalgia, that's also blissful um, and help and maybe help them reflect or create some lasting memories um, based on this live experience, like that would mean the world to me. Absolutely. I think we need, so much of that in this world mm-hmm. is, you know, to shine the light on positivity. I think so much of what people dive into is about, you know, some of the tougher things in life. And I think um, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's people that should look at the tougher things because it's all a dichotomy. You can't have good with bad. You can't have bad with good. Um, but at the end of the day, I think living in a headspace that is, is like, mostly light is going to be the healthiest space for you. And it's not without saying, you know, we're not trying to be negligent of issues or ignorant of problems, but it's about bringing, I think, a positive perspective and more of a, we can grow through this, like we can do this to anything that might be hard. And I think that, you know, we tackle like on the record specifically, like there's a song about what, um, it's specifically about death. It's about Mm. someone passing away. Um, You know, their senses, which is about someone who is losing their senses. So these are all, you know, hard topics, but we want to put them into music into a way that's very positive, that speaks about them, that acknowledges them while still providing a spin of, you know, gratitude, um, appreciation and growth through those topics. Very nice. And the last song that you're going to play for us today, Nothing, does that also um, represent that attitude? I think so. I mean, absolutely. I mean, this song is really about um, realizing that life is meaningless but because of that you can create any meaning you want it's really like the two-sided coin of like yeah like there's no like nobody's born into this world being like this is your purpose this is what you're gonna do and you have to do it um which can leave some people lost but at the same time it should free you to do whatever you want in this world Mm. well we're so lucky to catch you at such an exciting time we got uh kemarebi coming out soon and a tour that mm-hmm. I bet is on its way to being sold out. Uh, what's the future hold for Slender Bodies? We're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we definitely want to see where this record takes us because we've been, you know, we're so excited to put this out. It's a really special piece of music. And um, I think it's the grandest, you know, vision of our evolution so far. Um, so definitely don't want to, you know, cut it short in any way. And so we're going to see where it takes us, but we're never going to stop writing. We're going to tour a bunch next year, I think. Um, and just continue honing the craft and connecting with more people, I think. Wow, what a pleasure to get a chance to catch up with you guys, particularly at this moment when we got Koma Rebbe, uh coming out. So Max and Benji Slender Bodies are going to wrap up our show with the song Nothing All right, thanks. off their uh, new record. Great having you guys. Nice talking with you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you.
and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. 